What's going on, everybody? I hope you all are having a beautiful day. Thanks for tuning in to Casual Conversation with Will and Gary. We really appreciate you stopping by to hang out for a little bit. Uh, Top-notch episode coming at you today, for sure. Uh, Thanksgiving, animal rights activists, millennials in the workforce, hemp industry in the United States. Uh, Those are just a few topics that we delve into in the episode. Uh, I know for sure we have something to keep you entertained on this one. But uh, once again, thanks for stopping by and hope you guys enjoy the show. What's going on, everybody? Happy hello, hello. Thanksgiving. The Turkey Day. Giving thanks. The day of all days. The day of all days. <laughs> Episode oh. number six. Yeah, we're here, dude. and we are doing it. It's holiday season. It's the holiday season, baby. And I don't know about everybody out there listening. But the holiday season is just one of the times of years that I'm, or one of the time of year that, I don't know, I just feel really good. I feel really festive. You know what it is? I feel like it's celebration time. You know what it is? What is it? It's the most wonderful time (laughs) of the year. Yes, dude. And honestly, dude, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving's probably my favorite holiday. Dude, I'd say that. For, we talked I'd say about, that too. Yeah, for we sure. were, we talked about reflecting last uh, last podcast. Yep. I definitely do reflecting. Like that's like reflection day for me. I just reflect on everything that I'm thankful for. I spend a lot of time with my family, and uh, I don't know. That's the whole point of Thanksgiving, man. And to eat a to lot of thanks. food, man. The point of Thanksgiving is to number one reflect on what you're thankful for, and secondly. Eat a ton of food. That's about it. So, what was what was one of the favorite things that you ate, dude? The favorite? Well, okay, let me see. Um, you know, you always have turkey, mashed potatoes, stuff like that. But I ate this green bean casserole. I don't know who made it. Uh, green bean casserole, dude, and it was the best green bean casserole I've ever had. Don't know who made it, but just something about it—the way it was seasoned, the way it was crunchy on the top. Mmm. Green beans were perfect texture, weren't too slimy. Green bean. Man, they were good. Dude. I ate a lot of it. A that's lot. a surprising answer. You know, if you make a standout green bean casserole, you're doing something. Yeah, because that's hard to do. You need to figure out who, who made it, dude. I don't remember who made it. I'm sure it I'm sure church. people I'm sure people will hear and they'll they'll get around to each other. You said your family was listening to the podcast, right? Yeah, they are. Shout out. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was my family though. It was at church. Oh, it was at church. So you got the church listening to the podcast. Heck yeah. Well, I don't know if they are or not, but if yeah, they man. are, they'll let them know who made the green bean casserole. <laughs> There'll be high praise in the, in the church, man. No, um, I, uh, I had, man, a corn casserole. Dude, dude the corn casserole is pretty good, too. Any dude, casserole is good. Dude, I know. Casseroles are like the bomb.com. Yeah. Anyways, um, glad you had a good Thanksgiving. I hope everybody out there had a good Thanksgiving. Yep. I hope you thought about what you were thankful for. Hope you got to spend time with your family if they're around. Um, and I just hope it went well for everybody. Well, I know you went hunting. You went on the Thanksgiving <laughs> hunt, right? <laughs> no, I didn't. Got you a big old deer. <laughs> no, I did not. Did you? You got a deer though? Yeah, I did. It wasn't a buck though. It was a. It was That's just okay. A We're putting putting food on the table for the family. Yeah, dude. I'm actually going after this to uh, get it processed. Ooh. So I'm I'm just gonna grind it up, but I I'm no idiot. I keep the the back straps. Okay, I was about to say. <laughs> I'm gonna. I don't know. I don't Some know what I'm gonna do venison. with them. Yeah. I made make a burger. I honestly do. Or is it too dry since it's very lean? Well, when I get it processed, I get them to add a little bit of fat because it is such a lean meat, but you get them to throw a a fat in there with it and it kind of makes it to where... See, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, No, but dude, what I really like doing with my deer meat is, is cutting it up into strips and making like deer fajitas. Fajitas. Yeah, dude. Or That sounds pretty good, actually. Honestly, what I'm going to do is get the majority of it ground because it's really cheap to process it that way. Yeah. And uh, probably just make some chili, some deer chili with it. Can't go wrong with that, though. I love chili. 
dude. Chili's awesome. No, but I, the the story behind killing this deer uh, is pretty cool. Well, um, so like I I was walking down to the stand, and so okay, f- uh, Friday of last week I went down to hunt, and I woke up very early in the morning. I went down to Pennington Farms. And I sat down there for two hours, and I didn't see anything. And I was, I was getting starting to get pretty hungry, so I was like, "I'm gonna head back <laughs> to go. the house, get some food, and then I'm gonna head down to my mom's place at Choctaw." Well, I went down there. We have two stands. Uh, we have a creek that divides our land. There's one on one side of the creek, and there's one on the other side of the creek. So I walked down to one on the left side of the creek. And there was a doe down there, and it saw me coming, and it, it ran off. See ya. Yeah, vroom, it was out of there. So I was like, oh, man, like, I kind of want to cross the creek now and see if I can, like, sneak, if there's anything over on the other, in front of the other stand, I want to see if I can sneak up on it. Sneak attack. So this is the first time I've ever attempted to creep up on a deer, and it did not go so well. There was another doe at the other stand, and I scared it off. So you just ran them all off, basically. Yeah, basically. And once it went off, I started kind of walking normal because I was like, crap, I scared it off. I started walking normal, and there was a buck. It was like the biggest buck on our property, and it just it saw me, and it took off. But I hadn't scared it yet. What a noob. Yeah, dude, I I felt, oh, man, it made me sick. But, I mean, just seeing that they're down there, like it, it, it was a sizable, it was a sizable buck. It was, it was a seasoned one, definitely a one I would have. I've taken. Yeah. Um, but fast forward to Monday, I've got, I went to work uh, Saturday and Sunday and I had this, I had this deer on my mind the whole time. I was like, oh man, I can't wait till Monday. I'm going to go up there. I'm going to, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. And, uh, so I go Monday after I get out of class because I had class from 1 PM to 4 PM. Well, I get out at three. I knew we would get out early. Because we always do. Shout out, Miss uh, Shestel. Shestel. Uh, <laughs> um, but we, or I went up to Choctaw, and I got there probably about three forty-five, four o'clock ish, something like that. So I went down to the stand on the left side of the creek again, and I saw a doe, two doe, a two doe standing out there, and they hadn't seen two me because I was a little more stealthy this time. Mm. So I'm creeping up. And I'm like, okay, I, I had a I had a two seventy rifle, so I definitely I was definitely close enough. For those of y'all that don't know, you can shoot a two seventy pretty freaking far. Yeah. Um, but I got I, there wasn't like a good spot like to lean up against a tree. Like it was mostly like brush where I was at. So I just got like, got down on my belly, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna snuff them. So I, <laughs> I was like doing that. And it was like really hard to like stabilize still. So I ended up like I ended up like getting on one knee like this and like I don't know like stabilizing with my elbow and it was like I don't know it was a weird position but I was so close to the scope in that position that you see this on my forehead yeah. I have this I have this cut on my forehead oh my god yeah dude, the, the, dude that's what you did yeah the scope it, it came back and freaking popped me man I didn't get a black eye but I missed I missed the doe, dude, with that dude, shot. <laughs> you're noobing it up. <laughs> no, dude, I've only have you ever been hunting before? I have. I've only killed two deer. I'm two for two with shots. But n- at this moment in time, I was Not two for three. Oh, yeah, I know. At this moment, I was two for three, and uh, they they ran off, but like they they didn't see me, and I don't know, like they didn't really run away from me. They like kind of ran diagonal towards me, not really towards me, but kind of towards me. And like to the woods, and like they were very hesitant to like jump in the woods. And like I heard them go just a little ways, and then they stopped. So I was like, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna creep through the woods and see if I can't, you know, maybe get up on them." I knew the chances were slim, but I was like, "Gotta give it a try. See what we can do." The sun's going down at this point. It's like four forty-five, four thirty, and. uh I go up in the woods and like they they can hear me because they 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 kind of keep moving away from me, but they're they're they can't see me or anything. And I finally I probably walked about fifty yards or so, thirty five to fifty yards deep in the woods, 
and uh, got just got close enough to one and and put put a bullet through it. But uh, killed it, dead, yeah, right it, there on the it spot. was it was not it was nice though. Like I I haven't been hunting in so long, and I wanted to talk about this feeling. Like it's such a responsibility feeling that you have when you are literally fixing to take an animal's life. Responsibility, responsibility for what? Like you want to kill it quick. You don't want to like you want to make a good shot. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And it, it yeah, dropped yes. immediately. It dropped immediately. It died very quickly. Family there and, watching it? No, it, <laughs> no. It had its little doe partner, and it, it was smart enough to take off. That I don't know what the other one was doing. So. Uh, Doja saw her best friend get killed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want to put it like that, but hey, it, it's providing it's providing me with life. It's it's biology, man. Life takes life. We're hunters. We hunt. That's true. And Back we also gather. Times. Not everybody hunts. We all we also gather. But no, it it was good. We we took it back. Um, we uh, cut it up and everything, skin the deer, and I'm gonna take it, get my meat processed, but. Dude, it'll feed me for probably four or five weeks or so. Yeah, that's true. That was probably a small one too. Yeah, it is. Got a it lot is of meat small. off of it. It was actually it was a, it was a small doe, um, but man, it's high quality, lean protein, and I don't know. I feel it's like a good the chow. the thrill the thrill of that situation. It, it was I don't know. It's it's nice when you can put when you like when I'm eating that meat, like I have that connection to my food. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's true. It's, I don't know, it's, that's just a beautiful thing to me. Anyways, what happened to you this week besides Thanksgiving? Uh, this week, something interesting happened, I feel like. You feel like? I, I forget a lot of things. Um, what did we do? Um, oh, I had to work on Sunday, and uh, at the place I work, it's an expo and event center. So they have all different kind of shows, like gun shows, antique shows, car shows, things of that nature. Um, but this Sunday, they had a car audio competition. So for those of you who don't know what that is, that's like, it, 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 they weren't even playing music. It's like the bass in the car. Yeah. So, and uh, they have the whole setup. They have like a decibel meter that they put in people's cars. And then they just like fire up the bass and it reads how loud it is. And then the louder it is, they have different subcategories that you compete in. And, you know, if you have the loudest one, then you win. But, dude, it was so unbelievably loud. Like, I don't know what's considered loud on the decibel meter, like what will hurt your ears. But these people were, it was like 160 plus decibels. 160 plus decibels. Yeah, it was like 165 was the loudest one. But I'm pretty sure like over 90 is bad for your ears. Over 90? I'm not I'm not 100% sure on that. But dude, it was the loudest like bass I've ever heard. Like I don't know if you guys have ever heard like tremendous bass in a car. Like if you pull up at a stoplight or something and you hear something uh like rattling, that's usually you know, somebody pulled up beside you with you know, speakers or whatever in their vehicle. But Dude, it was so loud. Like, okay, I wasn't so even. A, a jet engine is eighty decibels. A lawnmower is about a hundred decibels. A rock show concert is about one hundred and twenty decibels. So are you saying that it was one hundred and sixty? It was one hundred and sixty. But it it's wow. it's kind of different though because it's not so much loud to As your it ears. Is that you it, that you feel it's it. It's like you feel it more than you hear it. It like I mean, shakes you yeah, in this side. It's still really loud, but it's not so loud that. Well, yeah, some of them were loud enough that it, it hurt my ears really bad. Like, and I wasn't even in the vehicle. Like, I was probably standing. There were people in the vehicle. Yeah, they're sitting in their vehicle with the oh dude. Some of them were so gosh. loud that when they were doing the competition, don't part, do that to yourself. They people. wore. They had to wear headphones. You know, like the headphones you wear at the shooting range. Yeah, they cover your ears. They were wearing those when they were playing the bass in their. Oh vehicle. my gosh! But dude, I, like the window was down, and I was probably standing ten feet away from it, and it 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 felt like I was sitting in like a really loud vehicle with the music <laughs> on. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I was outside the car, like 10 feet away. But it was like, wow. I was in somebody else's car, a normal car with the volume turned all the way up. Oh, dude, we have a good friend that used to compete in those, uh, Braden Salmon. 
Yeah. The salmon. The salmon. Yeah, dude. Dude, he's always been friendly. He used to come to our ball games in yeah. Southside. But shout dude, out Braden Salmon. Hope shout he, out. I wonder if he listens to this. I, I should, don't know. I, I don't should know definitely tell him. I, if I tell him we gave him a shout out, I bet he'll listen. Yeah, I actually texted him and uh, told him about the car show because he used to be into that, you know? Yeah, dude. And he's like, yeah, dude. He, I think he knew about it. He, he works out of state, so I don't know if he, he didn't get to come, but. Yeah, he used he to work it. in Greenbrier somewhere, I think, and my dad delivered to wherever he worked. Oh, yeah. And he would always be like, who's that, uh, who's that kid from Greenbrier <laughs> at work? I think his last name's like a fish or something. <laughs> it's like Braden Salmon. <laughs> Salmon. I don't even know. But, dude, it was wild. I've never heard anything like that. That, that, is, that is pretty and, interesting. And uh, I know, also know a guy that lives over near the Expo Center. He probably lives a mile and a half, two miles away, and he was standing outside of his house, and he could hear the, the bass miles away. What the heck? That's too much, man. Dude, Don't it, do that to yourself. It, it, was, it was too much. It was. It was cool. I would never do it. It was cool to see, though. But that, that was Sunday, and then the rest of the week, I was just working. Didn't do anything. And then I got off for Thanksgiving, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Heck yeah, you got off Wednesday? Yeah. That's awesome. <clears throat> but other than that, just a normal week. Yeah. Another day. Well, I was talking about, you know, the uh, like deer hunting earlier and the connection you have with your food and everything. Well, I did this. Uh, I volunteered for one of the, it's the, called the SDA Student Dietetic Association at UCA. I did some volunteering there. We had the Beef Council come, and basically we handed out fajitas and just let people know. Fajitas. Yeah. Dude, they were good, too. They were like little mini fajitas, and like I was volunteering, but they gave me fajitas, and they ended up giving me oh. a 20-ounce grade-A steak. So that's why you volunteered, huh? I know. I didn't know I was getting <laughs> that was That was unbeknownst to me, man. There was only like four I'm people that volunteered, and uh, they had four steaks left over. And I was like, heck yeah, I'll definitely take a steak. But anyways, the reason I mentioned that is because we had, uh, we had an, an animal rights activist come up and to the stand yeah and she i wouldn't necessarily call it protesting was she angry yes she was like she was calling us liars for like and we weren't we were not promoting like like necessarily like health like of beef like we were giving nutrition facts on beef and then we were giving like healthy eating pamphlets and like things like that but y'all weren't like going around so y'all had like a tent set up or whatever or yeah like we look, had a tent set up and just people passing by you gave them stuff you yeah we would say we would say do you want a fajita because we were giving out fajitas yeah and then we had we had pamphlets on healthy eating uh different ways to prepare foods we had like different beef recipes we had different veggie recipes we had yeah. like uh nutrient information on beef and stuff like that like i mean that's that What's so funny? <laughs> what is so funny? You think that's funny? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, no. But, no, but y'all weren't out there like with signs like saying, eat more beef. No, okay. no. We were just. So like, really, you weren't eat really making Bro, we were scene, handing though. out free fajitas. I know. How I'm, can you protest handing out free fajitas? Anyways, okay. So That's I, what I was trying to say. No, I'm you weren't be, out there yelling at anybody. Yeah, but I mean, I was very level-minded about this, and... And she she came up and she was talking to the people that were actually like from the beef council that were running the tent. And I just kind of observed. But she she kept calling them liars and that we were promoting we were promoting like false information and 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 she did that. Like she just went on and on and on for like about ten minutes or so. And then after that, she just stood there and looked at us. What? She just stood there and looked at us for probably about another 10 minutes. So she was talking to, to like you all as a group? Just talking she was to, talking like to or, the two main ladies that were there from the Beach okay. Council. And But there's only like four people there. Yeah, I, do. I was. We had the photographer that was like, he was supposed to be there from like for an hour or so. So yeah. I was just like over there talking to him. I was like, look at this. What is going on here? Like we were just kind of talking about the situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, But no, like 
this is my thing. This is my thing. Like if you if for what for whatever reason, like her big thing was like factory farming because I mean beef, cattle, like okay. factory farming yeah. is an issue. And I understand that factory farming is not not good. And there's there's we eat grass sta- fed baby. Yeah, there there are different there are different reasons that you would be against factory farming. I mean, like animals' rights. Uh, it could it's it's not as healthy. Um, the sustainability of of doing that, the health of the animals, like yeah. stressing the animals, that thing. I mean, there are different reasons, and I understand that she feels very strongly about animals and their rights or whatever but like don't come over and rain on our beef parade you know what i'm saying like we're not promote like we're not promoting factory farming yeah like the beef council the beef council they are they're trying to implement and that we were explaining that to her like you can't just tell everybody to quit what they've been doing for so long it's going to be a gradual change to ch- to for, to change from factory farming you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the people that are over, it's not it's not that simple of a fix. You know what I'm saying? Like it's gonna be gradual. For example, we've known smoking is bad for a very, very long time, but people still do it. We're gradually getting better, but it's gotta be understandable that you can't just take a cultural norm and uproot it. Yeah. And I feel like they're um I mean you we have freedom of speech. And she can say whatever she wants, you know. Yeah, definitely. But what I'm saying is, is that what really did she accomplish by doing that? She, nothing. She, like she didn't, she didn't change anyone's perspective. She didn't change anyone's mind. Like she might have, uh, you know, said a few, you know, relevant facts that they could apply. But by doing that, I feel like she didn't really accomplish anything. Well, the way well, she I, went well, about she, it was she, very aggressive. Yeah, and I mean, she spoke her mind. That probably made her feel better. But I I feel like the beef council would actually listen to somebody if they didn't just come up there and start, you know, like belittling them. You yeah. know what I mean? So if, if someone would have came up and had a, you know, a decent conversation with them and said, hey, can you tell me more about it? And then they would, the beef council would say, yeah, sure, we'll give you some more facts about it. And then she, if, you know, if she had some facts as well that she wanted to present, you know, she didn't have to come up there and just start not yelling, but like being angry at everyone. She could have done it in a, yeah, Much she literally started the way. conversation by calling us liars. <laughs> yeah, but you hadn't even said anything. So. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so uh, they're trying to implement more um, grass-fed cattle, but it's just like yeah. you can't just flip the culture upside down. Like that looks good on paper, but that's just not how it works. Yeah. Like they're trying to make that gradual change into a more sustainable, sustainable method of farming they're trying to treat the animals better like they're trying to make it happen for everybody but it, it like you said it accomplishes nothing to come up and call us liars yeah especially when you didn't even you're not even proclaiming anything <laughs> yeah exactly but dude on a segue to that kind of on the same vein um i was listening to this uh podcast the other day and it was talking about how what animals we consider like domesticated and what animals we eat in the in the united states and uh like we have a very compared to other countries around the world uh the united states has a very not i guess it is limited supply of different kinds of proteins that we actually eat so we have you know we have pork um beef beef uh fish poultry you know all that stuff but they were talking about in other countries um it's the norm for people they eat a lot of veal, so lamb, um, they eat horse, I can't remember where it was, it was like um, some country in, I don't remember, it was like Bulgaria and some other place like that, where they eat, um, it's like in the United States, the horses have been more domesticated for pets, but then in other countries, it's actually a big source of protein that people eat. I thought that was very interesting as, as to how all the different countries have different you know, animals that they consider to be not pets, but, you know, it's kind of taboo to eat it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that so, is interesting. Because, like, um, and in other countries, they would have, like, um, they would eat almost everything in the animal. So, like, if they had, a, like, a lamb or a sheep, they would eat the, the liver, you know, the heart, all that kind of stuff. But it's very rare in the United States to see people eating, like, I don't even know, can you eat, like, a cow's heart? I don't know. 
Yeah, you dude. Can't... I've eaten a cow's tongue before. Yeah, well, Nana, Nana made a cow tongue. Well, when I, was I can't a little remember kid. where the guy was from. He was some some from or from some other country like that. And uh, he said, if you go to a restaurant, they have, you know, lamb like the actual meat off of it, and then they serve that in the restaurant, like the liver, the heart, the the brain, all all that kind of stuff. That's and, interesting. And, and it was like normal for people to eat it. Like he said, there's like five-year-old little girls and they're eating you know lamb liver and stuff and they eat it like because they've been yeah. eating it their whole life dude you know, and liver like, liver is a very nutrient dense organ. yeah there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the liver and you can get a lot out of it but i don't know people it, don't like eating liver it was kind of crazy though <laughs> because he was saying like yeah you'll go and you'll see you know little kids eating liver and heart and all that kind of stuff but if you had a little four-year-old now and you just plop down a piece of cooked Cooked heart, uh, a cooked cow heart in front of them. They'd be like, "Oh my god!" You think that was so nasty, you know? Yeah. It was just interesting how all the different places have different things that they yeah. eat. But eating a horse, though, I never thought about. It's it kind of weird. Yeah. See, when and you said that, I, saw I was like, thing. Uh, It was this guy. He went on a hunt. It might have been in Alaska or uh, Montana somewhere. It was up really high, like down, either down in the valley or up on the mountains. And uh, there was no, like the horse, they rode horses down there to where they were going and setting up camp and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, the horse actually like broke its leg when it was down there. So there's no way they were going to get it back up because they would have had to carry it, you know, up back up the side of the mountain when they hiked back out. So, I mean, it was going to die and uh, they had to put it down and the, the people around felt really bad because they were like, this animal is just going to go to waste, you know, like yeah. we had to, we had to kill it. We had to do all this stuff to it. So they cut the back straps off of the, the horse and they ate it, which yeah. I never even thought about. It. But, you know, it was like what you were saying before. It was an animal that they had to kill. They didn't want to, obviously. But, but why waste but it? But why waste it? You know, yeah. it, it was perfectly good meat. They didn't want to go bad. They had to kill it. You know, its leg was broke. It's really hard for a, a horse to come back from a leg injury, I think. Yeah, especially if it's you know down in the in a basin, there's no way they can get it back out. So yeah, horse does like everything on its on its feet. Yeah, that was crazy though that they, well not crazy, but it was just gave me a different way of thinking about it that they didn't want to waste a perfectly good animal. Yeah, so they they cut it up and they eat it, dude. So a segue, something that you said, um, kind of sparked this little segue into uh, types of protein. You were talking about just the interesting, uh, the different, you know, meats and things. But one of the one of the best sources of protein that is slept on by a lot of people, due to its cultural, um, to like p- political reasons, really, I guess, is hemp seed. Hemp seed has a complete amino acid profile, meaning that it's a complete protein like it's just yeah. like a meat as far as eating it for protein hmm. so Would you have to eat a bunch of them though to get the same amount well i mean if you well it's it they're, they're seeds and they're not yeah. they're not they're literally kind of like a sunflower seed yeah well do you know like the ratio on it though so say you have i mean it's probably like an eight ounce steak what would be the ratio of i don't know how much protein like an eight ounce cut of meat has but say 40 grams of protein how much how many seeds well, sure would you have to ingest to get the same amount? You know what I mean? That's yeah. what I'm asking. Yeah, I'm sure that you would have to ingest more seeds, but I'm I'm talking like they're they're seed. There's something that you could implement into your diet that are very nutrient dense. Like I'm not yeah. saying don't eat meat. Yeah, so you don't just eat seeds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it, I don't like, know. Why I was thinking that. A there there's like different aspects to nutrition, and one of the aspects is the variety of foods. Yeah. So if you don't have a wide variety of foods that you eat, you're very prone to have nutrient deficiencies. Like because if you eat the same things all the time, more than likely in your routine, you're not getting something. So if you're open to try new things and and vary your diet more, find out what you like, find out what you don't like, find out what you're sensitive to, what you're not sensitive to, it, you're going to you're just going to be better off. Yeah, that's true. You're gonna be more. You're gonna equip the body with the vitamins and minerals that it needs. The to vitamins survive. and minerals. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah, eating seeds, baby. Eating seeds. Yeah. No, man. So, I mean, kind of extending on hemp a little bit, dude. Like the hemp industry is is fixing to take off. Yeah, man. 
it's been they've been trying for a while. It was just what was it? There were certain restrictions where you couldn't um you couldn't grow it in certain state. What was it? I have no it, I can't remember what it was. I read what that a do while you think, ago. What do you think about that though? About hemp as a plant? Um, yeah. it actually used for a lot of a lot of things. They can make uh fiber out of it, so you can make clothes. Make ropes, um, ropes, all kind of stuff, and it's actually I, I don't know if this is true, but I've heard that hemp is quite a bit stronger than cotton. Yeah, it's stronger and it's just as soft. The materials, are I just yeah, as, I didn't know that. Soft, it's more sustainable. Um, yeah, it's, it's probably easier to uh, to grow than cotton, isn't yeah. it? Can you grow it in more places? Yeah, and the thing is, it can make it can make paper as well. Okay, so like it's it's growth cycle, I think, is maybe. Four to six months. I don't. I don't quote me on that. What's but I cotton? know it's. It's what? What's a, how long does it take cotton to grow? No, you get paper out of trees. Will I'm not talking about. But trees. I'm talking take, about I'm, cotton I'm, compared to hemp. Gary, I'm, I'm not talking about making paper. I'm. Well, I am. I'm oh. talking about paper. The tree trees take like you know, forty to eighty years yeah. to grow. Is in comparison to that, and you can make just as much paper. So. Yeah. It's a very sustainable and useful crop that has been illegal for a long time for some reason. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really, really fixing to take off. I was I was talking to some people that are into business, which I, if you don't know me, I'm pretty illiterate when it comes to business terms and terminology and stocks and whatnot. But they were saying, uh, my business friends were saying that, uh, that it's a good time to be investing in hemp. I'm not an investor. So but. if you're investing, you, you may want to go and maybe ask a financial advisor or just be ballsy and just, you know, put all your money into him. <laughs> That's probably a bad idea. <laughs> you gotta diversify. No, I had I had somebody actually reach out and ask me to talk about a topic. Well, let me hear it. So I'm gonna get your take on it. I'll I'll give a hot take on it. <laughs> okay. It might not be actually it might not be a hot take, probably just a normal take. <laughs> What I've got is the millennial mind in the workforce. Oh, wow. He asked we me are to, millennials. He asked me to talk about the millennial mind in the workforce because... We are millennials. This, this dude that was telling me, he said, he said that he had recently gotten an employee that was a, a younger dude, millennial age, and... He started as a as like a shop boy or whatever, and so low totem pole. Yeah, low low totem pole, and within two weeks, like he was already you know dragging dragging around, taking breaks all the time, and within two weeks he had, he'd quit because he just he wasn't he wasn't digging it. Wasn't digging it. Yeah, and so that that may be not the best example for the for like millennials, but what. What he, what my, my dude was telling me is that he feels as if the millennial age, like that, that uh, demographic of people, they, they get into the workforce and they expect to be, you know, manager right out of the gate. Yeah, because they have a sense of of entitlement. That's the big thing that people say about millennials. They have a sense of entitlement. So I was I mean, I'm not saying that I necessarily agree with that or disagree with it, but I was just going to see what you thought about that. Yeah, Um, I'd say it like everything has two sides. So obviously there's going to be some millennials that do have a sense of entitlement and then you're going to have some that don't, you know, Uh, I don't know what the what the ratio is of those that do and those that don't, but that's just like with anything else, you're going to have people that, you know, are lazy and you're going to have people that work hard and want to, you know, get better. But I also, I think it, this is just completely my observation. It could be completely wrong, but here it goes. It's that we'll say, um, I don't know, even know what the generation before millennials was or two prior to that, what they're called, but we'll say people from, you know, 35 to 55 years old. I don't know what generation that was, but the thing is, was that back, well, not back then, but in previous decades, you haven't had as many things um, not vying for your attention, but you haven't had, they didn't have as many resources as we have. And by that, I mean, 
there's so many things that um not even kids but millennials now can do to make a living it's that there's there's too many choices if that makes sense so you know 40 years ago you didn't have near as much technology you didn't have social media you didn't have the internet presence that's here so now there's there's too many things going on and too many choices that they can make instead of actually working like so a, you're saying a labor it's job. too diverse. Well, it's not too diverse. That just plays into the okay into the 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 argument that millennials are are lazy. Well, they they probably are maybe a little bit lazy, but also it's that they don't have to go and do that hard job. And it's yeah. probably not even hard, but I'm saying like a manual labor job or a job where they have to yeah. It, so to what you're saying, it's, I don't even know if that made sense. I'm yeah, trying to like back back then it like we don't have as many resources. You were talking about resources. We don't have or we have more resources now and they didn't have as many resources as we do. And I think that it it makes life so easy. Yeah. That we don't yeah, have that's true. we don't have to necessarily face challenges if we don't want to. You know what yeah, I'm saying? We like, don't have to. We don't have to face yeah that, hardships. We, that's true. There's, I would say that as well. There's definitely not as many challenges of living now as there was, say, 30 years ago. Yeah, you can avoid them easier. You can avoid yeah, yeah. The, the challenges of living easier. I mean, all, anybody's yeah. Gonna face I mean, you're gonna challenges. have challenges. Everybody's gonna have problems. Existing, but, but yeah, you can avoid a sense. lot of challenges. And you, and if you do that you're not as equipped when those difficult situations come around. Yeah, so then you're, you have a job, and you, know, it, you go through a week or two that you know, really sucks, and you're having to do hard work, and you know, it's just not very fun, and you're like, well, this is stupid. They say, I don't want to do this anymore. But they, cause things they have weren't been so able easy. to endure the yeah, hardship. Because they haven't endured a hardship before. And that's the theory behind it. And like I said, this is just, this is kind of what his, his thought process was. And, I'm being pretty pretty general in what I'm saying, but I, I'm what I'm saying is I'm not calling every but every millennial out there lazy. Like there's a bunch. No, I'm there's definitely a bunch of, there's a bunch of millennials that that get their stuff done. Yeah, and that's what I said at the beginning. There's always going to be um, A and B. So you're always going to have people that are lazy and you know don't work very hard. And then on the other side, you're also going to have people that work extremely hard. Yeah, and you know do things to their that just seems to, the to best be of their ability. a common factor that plays into it. Yeah, is the, and you can they all they can also argue that well, uh, back in my day, people weren't as lazy. Like the lazy person would be, a, you know, like a a good worker now. And I don't know. I didn't live during that time, so I can't really yeah. elaborate. I don't know what the what the hard work what or what the hard worker criteria was, but yeah, if that makes sense. <clears throat> well, I was gonna, I forgot I was gonna say, I said something else. <laughs> Don't you hate when that happens? Yeah, I know. Well, we we'll we'll stamp it out. Uh, I just wanted to talk about that. Somebody uh, somebody asked me yeah. to talk about that. So there you go, my man. Hope yeah. I hope I said. Oh, I remember. I remember. Your... I'll end it oh. off with this. I'll, we'll finish off the the idea. Um, it's that like now. Think about just think about how many careers that you can have now so like via the internet where you don't i mean it's still difficult but you don't really do much physical work so like uh being a youtuber like there's youtubers making millions of dollars a year and they make videos like i'm not saying making videos is easy it's obviously probably pretty difficult and you gotta have some skills it's a creative process yeah but i'm comparing that to you know i'm we'll compare that to the shop boy where, you know, he probably has to lift some stuff, carry stuff, you know, throw stuff away, clean up, all that kind of, all that jazz. So they're not really doing anything physical that you would consider hard. They're just making videos, which is hard in its own sense, but not compared to doing physical labor. So there's just so many different jobs that millennials and younger people can have nowadays that once they actually try a a job that's physical and hard, then they don't want to do it because there's so many more options that they can go to. Yeah, that's so. interesting, and we gotta have we gotta have blue collar the blue collar workforce. Long nights, very very impossible important. odds. 
<laughs> Wanna be a blue collar man <laughs> Keeping my heart to the keyhole <laughs> No, I uh, I talked to um, Well, we, we actually just got done eating lunch With one of our future guests But I also talked to another guest um, That's gonna be on the podcast in the future He's actually my uncle His name is Dennis Richardson Dennis you can call him you can call him Dr. Richardson. He is a professor up at the Quinnipiac University. Oh, that's cool. Which uh, overlooks the University of Yale in Connecticut. Professor of what subject? He is a doctor in invertebrate biology. Sounds complicated. He's a bug <laughs> he's a bug man. He's the bug man. And he would come down to Arkansas a lot, like go up in the Huntsville area. They have a pretty hardcore wildlife research area up there that he would come down and hmm, that's pretty neat. Visit us, and and honestly, he's not going to talk too much about that. He actually requested because I saw him at, at Thanksgiving. He came down. Um, he's not going to want to talk too much about his uh, teaching life. I mean, he he'll obviously mention yeah. it because that's that's something pretty interesting about him. But what he's doing right now, he's getting to the point where, like, when he gets done teaching, he wants to have something that he can do to keep him busy, to keep his, you know, get a little extra spending money, you know. And so what he's doing is he's got goats. They're, nor I think, no, they're either Norwegian or Bulgarian like registered goats, so they're. Like, I don't know anything about goats. Yeah, so I don't. We'll, I don't we'll need. Say, hey, we're gonna have him on the podcast. He'll, <laughs> he'll set us straight. The goat man. We'll leave it. To, we'll leave it mystery. But he's got goats, and so what he does, he makes for personal use. Like he drinks his own milk. He makes his own okay, cheese. Yeah. He makes his That's own cool. yogurt. But for to sell, because it's so hard to, it's so hard with the FDA regulations. Yeah, to, I was about to say. You to probably... sell cheese and yogurt and milk that's unpasteurized or unhomogenized, things like that. But you can also make soap out of goat, uh, out of goat's milk. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so, he, so on top of having goats, I'm not done. He has other things that he grows. Uh, he grows lavender to scent his his soaps mm -hmm. if he Makes wants sense. to. Yeah. People, lavender dude, is a good scent, bro. I love lavender, bro. It blows me away because I he was telling me about lavender, and I, I asked him, I was like, Who buys lavender? Like, who are you selling lavender? Where's the market, bro? There is a market for lavender, people love lavender, yeah, bro. Think of how many lavender scented things there are. I know, I can man. go, I, I can go, to the, about I can go to the kitchen right now, fabuloso. Fabuloso. The cleaning, agent, the cleaning agent? Yeah. Lavender scented. That's my favorite stuff to clean with because it smells great. Lavender soap, lavender candles. We got both of those. Dude, it just blew me away. So, like, he's, he grows lavender and he also, this is actually his main thing that he does. He grows garlic. <laughs> eight different types, eight different garlic. species of garlic. I didn't know there was that many species of garlic. Yeah, and he's been doing it for, I think, a year or two now. And uh, he said that this next harvest, he would be pretty confident to... What is so funny, bro? <laughs> the garlic harvest, The dude. garlic <laughs> harvest. Dude, he said he'd feel confident to supply a, like a high-end restaurant with, with really good garlic. He'd go down That's and pretty take, cool, take a basket down and I'd say... Buy, does he sell it by he do, the bag? The thing is, this is the thing. We're going to have him on and... Uh, I'd buy it, a bag of garlic. It's probably it's probably April or so, or probably maybe even July. It's going to be April or July that we he's in, and we're going to have him on. But he's eventually going to get a UPS service. He has a website. Um, I don't have I don't have the information on that, and it's like not completely constructed. It's live, but in he, the embryonic stage. Yeah, it just it just, he's just now getting this because like like I said, he's he's wanting to kind of do this for his retirement, which is it's really cool. I think. Yeah. Um, but he's he's gonna set up a UPS account to where like people can go on his website and and purchase high end garlic. That's pretty neat. Can you sell food on a? Was that would that be considered food? Yeah. Could you sell it on Amazon? Or are you allowed? I to bet you could. I, think, I mean, I, you can buy lobsters on Amazon. Yeah, you can buy food on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. I would say you could. No, dude. I, I just think it was really. I just think it was really cool. Like that's that's a garlic neat. junior. 
be a neat guest to have on for sure. He's very he's very well uh, articulated for sure. Oh well, yeah, obviously he's a professor. Yeah, he, he teaches. He's, he's good. He he advises too. Yeah, so. I'd say he can articulate well. So better I, than me. Yeah, I, I ain't very good. It was, it was nice to see. It was nice to see him and my other cousin Kate. She's a linguistics major, which is uh. Pretty, pretty. Linguini, 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 and linguistics have nothing in common. <laughs> Isn't that a type of noodle? Yes, or pasta. I'm pretty sure it's a Think type it of is. pasta. Okay, and then we just, like I said, the, our other guest that we we talked to this week, we just got done having lunch with lunch. Dervin McGurvin. Derv. D E R V. Derv. <laughs> Yeah, he's uh he's more eccentric than I remember. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's the same old dude. Yeah, you said you said that uh you said that you remember him him being pretty pretty wild, wild child. Yeah. Well he's not even that wild, he's just eccentric is a good definition of him. Yeah. He's an interesting dude. He's a young entrepreneur. He has entrepreneur. He has two car dealerships, one in Conway, one in Fayetteville. And basically, what he does is he runs around and buys cars, buys cars in Tulsa and sells Dallas, cars. and buy the cars, fix them up, sell the cars. Yep, he's a he's an interesting dude. We're gonna we're gonna have him on here and tell him tell some stories. I think he's done some like street racing, and like he said that he <laughs> he said that he's got street racing. Yeah, bro. He was telling me freeway uh, pulls, dude. Yeah, I, I texted him. <laughs> I told him because with guests, I I'll text them and I'll say, hey. Give me the five most interesting things about you that you would want to talk about on the podcast. So I'm not going to take somebody that can't give me five interesting things about themselves. Yeah. And uh, one of his interesting things was that he'd done some street racing and that he had had some near-death experiences doing it. <laughs> so we'll definitely have to pry that from, yeah. from his cold, dead lips. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. We're getting close, baby. I still haven't sold my guitar. Oh, yeah. I, I need to sell it to get the new board. You got to sell it to get the new board, huh? Well, I don't have to, but I want to. Yeah. Don't wanna, you don't want to wanna get us out there bad enough, huh, with the guests? No, that's what I'm saying. Yep. I'm all about saving a buck. You're so all about I, saving a buck. <laughs> so yeah, if dude. I can sell something Especially to get around something else, this time of year. It's Black Friday oh right my now. God. Yeah, dude. Like. We gotta buy Christmas presents for everyone, and then I know that you were you, last year and the year before you were like big into Black Friday. What's the deal, homie? No, no, I wasn't. I've never been Black Friday shopping, bro. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Not on my own will. No. Not by choice, dude. I was, I was like, cause I'm pretty like anti. I I wouldn't say anti Black. I didn't Friday. go by myself. I went with Courtney. She's the one that wanted to go. Yeah, but you were like, dude. The deals, they're so good. <laughs> I did not say Yes, that. you did. No, Just didn't. like that. You're like, dude, the deals, they're so good. And, dude, I was like, no, man, it's the commercialism. Rah, rah, rah. And you were like, no, man, you, you guys got to do it, and it'll get you. It'll get I you did hooked. not say that. Yes, you, dude. I'll take that to the grave. He's lying. You liar. You liar. Spreading these lies. You don't know me. You're lying like the beef council, bro. You liar. You don't know me. You're not God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. No, that's uh, that's about all I got. That's happened to me this week. Um, yeah. I was gonna go climb around on, at Prim, but Marcus has been at Deer Camp, and I don't feel like, you know, he's kill, trying to get kill, some venison. Huh? Killing myself. Yeah. Apparently, he killed three deer already. Can you do that? Thought there bro, was I've a got, limit, bro. I've got six deer tags. Oh, six? Yeah, hmm. I don't know how many. Dude, makes they, sense. They well, they print out. They print out. Um, it it varies year to year based on the census that they do. Oh, the deer. I see, I see. Because if there and there are a lot of deer that like. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, there are less and less hunters. Like, I mean, just think about how like how media goes. There's not too much media for hunting. So there's yeah. less and less hunters now. That's, you know that's why? A, there's actually because you have more animal rights activists. You're exactly right. They're more which and more. is, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's just it's a correlation a between hunting 
animal rights activists yeah. increasing. But actually, there's that there's a movement there's a movement for for hunting and like media like just like putting more good media out there for hunting because it yeah. is necessary that we control the population. Yeah, but that's anything that overpopulates is going to cause a problem. Yeah, that's that's the reason. That is the reason that we had so many deer tags this year to fill. We'll fill them up, baby. Yep. Anyway, give me some meat. Well, uh, are you ready to shut her down? Yeah, I guess we're ready to shut her down. Uh, I had a whole list of topics. We didn't talk about a single one. Well, you got to jump in there, we'll, bro. No, we'll save those for the next time, baby. We oh talked about gosh. plenty of stuff. Dude, I just need to start stockpiling a list. And then if we ever get stale, then I'll just be like, Phing! whip out the list. <laughs> got a list of stuff to talk about. You're right. No, we're good, man. Dude, if we get, if we get rolling and we're just rocking and rolling, talking about stuff, that, rocking that's fine and with rolling. Me. Alrighty, well you can find me on Instagram at Gary the Great ninety six. That's G A R Y T H E G R E A T nine six, and on Snapchat at Gary G A I R Y. Yes, you can. You can find me on Instagram as Will underscore Pennington zero zero. It's W I L L underscore P E N N I N G T O N zero zero. And you can also find me on Twitter as the Scavenger Twenty Three T H E S C A V E N G E R Twenty Three. Yes, and, you uh, can. Yes, you can. <laughs> and uh, we have been posting on our social media accounts uh, when we are going to have a new episode, when it's going to go live, and everything. So uh, be sure and follow us. Check that out. Uh, see all the updates. Uh, we'll start posting more to social media and whatnot as we get going. Um, also, we're on iTunes, Google Play, uh, working on Spotify. Uh, we're also on YouTube. Check us out, Casual Conversation Podcast. Like, subscribe, leave us a comment. Let us know what we're doing good, what we can improve on. We always take um, constructive criticism and try and apply it. Uh, we've, has, we've actually had a couple people you know, give us suggestions and stuff, and we, and we really appreciate that. Uh, we always try and you know, get a little better every time. So maybe one of these days we'll be seasoned professionals. Yeah. But, <laughs> Bro, Mark, I was just sorry. I kind of zoned out. I was looking at my phone. Marcus just texted. You know, I was saying that we were going to go climbing, but he's been deer hunting. Yeah. He just texted me, asking me if we wanted to go climbing. I know what I'm doing. Speak of the devil. Heck That's yeah. That's the way it goes, dude. So I, I totally blacked out on what you just said. But yeah, get it, find us on social media. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. We may listen. We may not. We're going to try and incorporate <laughs> what you want to hear. We're going to bring cool guests on. And uh, that's all I got. That's all we got, baby. Until next time. Gary out. Later.